0: Serious people of us credit, what is your scariest encounter with the paranormal, aliens, cryptids, and or other unexplainable phenomena? This is a little convoluted, and I will try my best to make it clear. I have never told anyone the paranormal part, as feel no one would believe me. My father and his brother Gary were lifelong dairy farmers in Wisconsin. We live less than 2 miles apart. When needed, we would trade help and labor on harvest and planting jobs that demanded it. Many times, dad would send me, saying, You have to go and help at Gara's apostrophe. Eventually, I took over our farm, and cousin Mike took over from his father, Gary. Gary passed away 12 years ago, and Gary's widow eventually met a nice man and moved in with him. They are both in their late 70s now. Mike moved back into the farmhouse. Mike sold the dairy herd after Gary died and got a 9 to 5 job. I rent his land. My dad passed away over 6 years ago after me taking care of him for 18 years. He lived in this house his whole life. I sold my dairy herd soon after. About a year after dad passed away. On an October night, Mike started a fire in the wood furnace in the basement and went to bed. His sister had just gotten out of a bad relationship and was living there too. She got home from her job about midnight, and added some wood to the furnace, and went to bed as well. The story I told everyone when this happened was this. I was coming home from looking at equipment for sale across the state. I stopped in a nearby city to see a late movie, then hit a bar for a few soft drinks, then had a meal at a 24-hour restaurant, on the way home about 3 a.m. I passed by Mike's place and saw fire coming out the chimney and smoke coming out from the basement door. I dialed 911 with the location and ran into the house yelling for them to get you. P there was minimal smoke in the upstairs. S. Mike and I went downstairs with a fire extinguisher and found a area about 3 feet square at the base of the chimney where the floor joists were burning. G we put it out with the extinguisher and some water. R. Ah. The fire department arrived and put out the chimney fire no real smoke damage upstairs and minimal repairs to the house. E. but a few more minutes and the fire would have burned up into the kitchen. The truth of what happened was this, I had gotten home about 10.30 and went to bed. Now some of this I'm not clear on. I'm not sure if I dreamed it or if it was some sort of apparition. Close to 3am, dad opened the door to my room and turned on the light and said, Get up. You have go help at Garis. I remember saying. In the morning, he said, in his most authoritative voice, no, right now. I sat bolt upright in bed. My room door was open and the hallway light was on. I tried to dismiss it as imagination, but I knew I had turned off that light and shut my door. I realized with the adrenaline rush and my lingering doubts, I would not get back to sleep. So for my peace of mind I decided to get dressed and drive over to check on Mike's place. That's when I spotted the chimney fire. Like I said. I never told anyone this because I fear no one would believe me. Edit, yes. Dad died in this house. I heard my voice whispered in my ear. It was like 2 AM. And terrifying I suddenly felt just a heavy malicious presence that I had to hide before like a half an hour before I got the courage up to run to my room, I was on the computer downstairs. E. Eventually like a week later I convinced myself I had just been hearing things. And it happened again. E same thing. Male voice inches from my left ear. T didn't happen again after that. I once more forced myself to think I made it up, while I believe in paranormal. Would prefer to not have that happen thank you very much, until about a year later, when I casually mentioned it to my mother. D she told me she also heard a male voice whispering my name downstairs. Don't live in that house anymore, and while I miss the house itself, do not miss whatever the hell that was. Swear I had the same thing happen to me repeatedly throughout my life, 15 plus times. I've convinced myself that it's something that just happens sometimes most often happens when i'm falling asleep which is a bummer because i don't fall asleep for a long time after as i'm immediately at a 10 alertness s ohm times i tell myself i'm attributing a human voice slash sound to a random sound but there's been at least two occasions where it happened in perfect silence and was startlingly clear don't get the malicious feeling oh feeling really just a sudden spike in adrenaline t's mostly my name so was thanks and once was help don't believe in ghosts. Likely some kind of auditory hallucination. Oh that that should make you feel better. I remember I used to live in this 100 plus year old house. And the basement smelled like sulfur and something rotting. One night, or morning, I guess. It was 3.15 am. And I heard the door knob moving up and down. Like someone was trying to come in my room. Me, being half awake went and opened the door. To see no one there. I shut it back, and went back to my bed. As soon as I was in my bed, I heard something scratching at the foot of my bed. I covered myself with the blankets, and tried to ignore it. My lamp on my bedside table launched across the room and shattered everywhere. And then I remember passing out after that. I woke up the next morning to everything being back the way it was. But my mom had a weird dream that I was eaten by a demon. When I was about 4 and 1 half years old. The side of our house with the bedrooms on it faced the property next door and was close to the boundary fence. I was in bed. My bed ran along the wall under the big double window, glasses cheaper than bricks. It was late at night. I woke up. Sat up. I looked out the window and could see a light. It got brighter as it got closer. Then the old guy who lived next door came into view. He was wearing his usual shirt with the sleeves rolled up. Bobang brace overalls scraggy straw hat and smoking his pipe i thought it was odd that he was wearing a hat at night and he was glowing gliding rather than walking i shrank down under the windowsill terrified he didn't turn his head or even seem to see me it wasn't until he had passed by that i realized i was screaming my parents came in dad asked me what was wrong i was babbling incoherently when i calmed down i told them what i had seen my mother smacked for telling stupid lies and again for disturbing everyone at 2am i couldn't have seen the old man from next door she said he had died three days ago dad stayed to tuck me in after my mother flounced out he hugged me and said he believed me that was the first time i saw an apparition it certainly wasn't the last but it scared me off for life of having my bed under a window to begin this happened roughly three weeks ago while traveling back from Winnipeg to The Paz, Manitoba, Canada, me and a friend I'll call G, went to Winnipeg for the night backslash day, traveled there during the evening, and came back the following day at 1pm. The way to Winnipeg was normal. Took us 6 hours as usual. I've done this trip numerous times, as The Paz is my hometown which I've recently moved back to from Winnipeg. On the way back the first 3, 1 backslash 2 hours go by normally. I was driving the speed limit most of the time as it was icy plus snowing most of the time. So we come up to the turn off where highway 6 turns off onto the 60 at about 4pm. At this point the conditions are ideal and the sun's just about at the horizon. It was a beautiful sky with a crimson sun. This is where things got really ducking. Strange. The first odd instance happened about 20 minutes on this highway. A red van overtook us right before a right turn. And rounded a sharp bend when we came around the bend the van had vanished and it was a long straight high for a bit I thought this was weird but I didn't pay any mind to it nor did I mention it to my friend shortly after this I made a comment about how gorgeous the sky was by this time I the Sun was just cresting the horizon at about 11 o'clock angle by this time it's about 4 45. so we've been on the highway for 45 minutes this highway take about an hour till you get to the next turn off. Which is 10, the final turn off en route to the pars. We drive for the next 20 minutes without words just the radio playing. Then my friend G made the comment have you noticed there hasn't been any road signage. I didn't realize but, there was no signs indicating when a turn was coming up. Nor were there any signs in regards to how far we are from towns in kilometers. No signs whatsoever. At this point I noticed the sun hadn't moved an inch in the sky. On top of this we haven't seen any other vehicle in a while. I thought this was ducking strange man. So did my friend. Unnerved I sped up going between 120-140 km per hour. I started having this overwhelming feeling something was ducking wrong. Then I noticed another anomaly among the other glaring things that are already making this experience really ducked up. P all the trees were the same height, t, and the tree line was extremely dense, e, like a wall of trees, s, this was scary cause i then realized this scenery was not at all what it should be, e, where we were, should have been a sparse tree line with small ponds and marshland on both sides of the highway, we've been on this highway now for 2 hours now, the sun still hasn't moved, still no road signs, no traffic and we're not where we should be, me and G are stuck on this highway and we are starting to get scared. Trying to piece together and figure out what the duck is happening. We've both lived our fair share of paranormal phenomena. Not to mention traumatic experiences at that. I've known G my whole life and this experience is undeniably our most terrifying. Out of nowhere, the sun sets unnaturally fast, which takes maybe two minutes. We are enveloped in this darkness of a starless night without a moon. I'm scared. G is scared two 25 year old men pretty well shaken and just when this ominous oppressive feeling was unbearable we come to the turn off out of nowhere three hours we were stuck on that ducking highway that takes barely over an hour to travel but it didn't end there just when i thought we were returning to normality i glance in the rear view mirror cause i thought for the first time in three hours i'd seen headlights i was wrong In the backseat sitting behind me on the driver's side was a black human silhouette with glowing yellow eyes. G and I both saw it. I couldn't believe what we were experiencing. All of what happened is so unreal and so fantastical sounding. But on my life I pro. Rise what you've read is real and articulated to the best of my ability. The next hour and a half were terrifying and mostly set in silence. We finally pulled into the pass shortly before midnight. We were stuck two and a half hours in some sorts of limbo with unreal anomalies that made no sense and were totally conscious and aware the whole time making note of the time. To top it off, when we pulled into the pause I noticed our gas barely moved. We are totally lost on an explanation of what happened. I'm posting for any answers or relation of similar experience. When I was about ten or so I was looking out my mom's bedroom window while she watched TV. It was something I did often. It was a large window with no screen just glass. From it I could see our backyard, the trees in my next door neighbor's house, and then a clear large area of the sky. This one evening I was looking at an object that appeared to be up in the sky I would say about the same altitude as maybe a commercial airplane. All I could make out was three distant flashing lights, and the object was completely stationary unlike a plane or a helicopter. They blinked steadily flashing red and blue in succession. I watched for over 20 minutes and even called my mom over to look at it. She slowly and disinterestedly got up and walked over and looked at it for a few minutes and just said it was weird before she went back to watching TV. As time went on the lights started blinking faster and faster until finally whatever it was darted insanely quickly to the right. Then left then right in a zigzag pattern before shooting off out of my view from the window. I audibly yelled and tried to Open the window to stick my head out and look. I yelled to my mom what happened and she looked out the window again, but by then it was long gone. That was like 20 years ago and I still have no explanation for what happened. I'm a 100% logical person who has the nerve to scoff at my sister who is swears up and down that scene and been touched by ghosts. I still occasionally have nightmares about the flashing lights I saw in the sky that night. I have posted this a few times elsewhere, but this is something that will forever stick in my mind. I used to go to camp with my dad at a seasonal campground from 2005 to 2007 in upstate New York in the middle of Adirondack forests and about a 20 minute drive from the closest town. It is now an agricultural farm and closed for unknown reasons. Anyway, families would bring their campers here and just leave them yearly. We were one of those families that did this. Luckily, there were other teens there around this time and we all really hit it off. We ranged from 13, 17 years old within those years. This story takes place in the summer of 2006. A few of my camp friends and I were bored at around 1pm one day, so we decided to hike into the woods that were behind all the campsites. We'll call my friends Jan, Bridget, Helen and Asta. There were some well-traveled trails not far in, but we had already walked them. Many times, we decided to cut across the trails and go deeper into the woods. Eventually, we end up in an uphill, 30-foot wide clearing that had what appeared to be a car to the right in the distance. Aster immediately sprints to the car and exclaims that it is indeed a very old, very rusted and abandoned car. The rest of us walk to our very enthusiastic friend. I remember feeling something was very off about that car and requested that we all get away from it. As to laughs and jokingly says it could be rigged with bombs. Apostrophe. Bridget hit him in the arm and yells at him should the duck up. Get away from that car. Who knows what could be inside it. Ot. I thought to myself. Maybe she feels the same way I do. We start to walk past the car upward toward what looked like a larger clearing. Helen grabbed my right arm and walked beside me. Seemingly terrified. Me being about 15 at the time. I welcomed her clinging to my arm and really didn't notice her terror. As we reached the large clearing, the ground flattened directly in front of us. There is a pond that is completely still. To the left of us, there's a yellow two-story house that seems to be abandoned. This clearing is completely surrounded by the rest of the woods. Upon seeing this, I remember the feeling of dread washing over me. Meanwhile, as Turin and Jan are running toward the house, Bridget. Helen and I all called out to them and told them to come back and not go near that house. Instead, they noticed an open window and they both climbed inside. As soon as Bridget saw them doing this, she yelled out fine. If you two want to duck in some creepy house, be my guest. Her scream seemed to fall flat with no echo, almost like it was blocked and couldn't make it to the house. It was eerie. Bridget finally looked over at Helen and I, sounding defeated. She said come on. Let's just go back to camp. This place is ducked up. We concur and start to head back toward the downward smaller clearing when we hear what sounds like Jan scream. We look back to see Astor and Jan are already out of the house and almost to us. They are both whiter than freshly bleached sheets and are motioning for us to leave. The hike back to camp was pretty uneventful, But Asta and Jan refused to tell us what they saw in there. Asta was still trying to act silly and cool. But he kept glancing behind us. Jan didn't say a word the entire time. We got back to camp, and it was 5.30pm. It really didn't feel like we were gone for that long. Whole thing was weird. We all agreed we'd meet up later that night, after we ate and showered etc. Later that night, around 10.30pm, the same group of us all met up near the registration building because it had a light similar to a street light. We decided to head down into a field that was at the entrance of the campground beside the dirt road leading from the road back to camp. It was a new moon that night and we could see the stars more clearly than ever before. It was the brightest I have ever personally seen them. We all exchanged spooky stories in that dark field for quite some time. For some inexplicable reason, all five of us stood up at the same time and began to walk back to the dirt road heading back to camp. As we reached the light by the registration office. We all then simultaneously turned around, and the light above us flickers out. We all see a tall, bipedal figure moving in the field we were just in. It moved across the field quickly and silently. Chills went up and down my spine, and it felt like the cold was trying to reach into my brain itself. The figure was darker than darkness itself, and appeared to be taller than all of us. Hunched and almost appeared to have spikes protruding from it in some way. We were frozen. None of us moved at all until the light above us suddenly came back on. The figure was gone, but it was unnaturally cold still for a summer night. We all ran to our respective camps. Fast forward to winter 2009. I was telling an ex-girlfriend of mine, let's call her Kitty, about the above story. She is the type of girl that says that she's very sensitive to paranormal events and is always intrigued about them as opposed to being afraid most of the time. She somehow convinces me that she needs to go to the camp I used to go to, but it has been closed and is now that agricultural farm I mentioned above. I decided to drive her and I up there one night in my 2000 book Century Limited. Mind you, this car was a beast and could make it through snow with ease due to a really nice traction control system and winter tires. We arrive around 10.30pm and the dirt road isn't plowed out, no surprise. I wasn't worried and decided to drive in anyway. My car's a champ and is going through just fine. I'm passing the registration building and get that same feeling of dread I felt long ago on that day at the house. The engine cuts. The car's power is gone. The car refuses to start. I look over at my ex and she's staring straight ahead fear looking at us. What the actual duck? I try to start the car again and it starts normally. But my traction control is no longer working and the time has been reset to 12 o'clock. The car is spinning the tire somehow. We are still stuck. My headlights were on and I happened to look at the trees and see multiple of the same figures my camp friends and I saw. Running between the trees in the distance and my blood went cold. I just let fuck this shit. I'm getting us the duck out of here. I turn the car off and start it again. Traction control light is gone and I'm able to move the car. I slam it into reverse and reverse down the dirt road back to the main road that will head back into civilization. I slam it and drive in the supercharger in that baby was one of the sweetest and most relieving sounds I had heard that night. The drive back has forest on the same side of the road as the camp for pretty much 10 of the 20 mile trip to town. My ex is staring out the window, out of nowhere. She mutters something quietly. I tell her I can't hear her and ask if she's alright. She doesn't look at me. But I'm able to make out what she said this time for you following us. They want us. They're the most evil thing I have ever felt and they want us to go into the house with them. I tell her that it's going to be okay and that we'll be safe soon. I tell her to stop looking out the window and just focus on clearing her mind. We made it back into town and I went into the closest gas station that was open and grabbed water and a snack for both my ex and I. I asked the clerk what time it was because both of our phones were dead and I wanted to reset my clock in my car. It's currently 3.49 am. You sure are out early. I just nodded and paid for my things. I brought my ex to my place so she wouldn't get in trouble for getting in so late since she lived with her mom. We never spoke of it again, and broke up about a month later. I have told others about this story and I have had many tell me to bring them there. I refuse to bring them, or even tell them where this place might even be. Nothing can explain the weird things in that place, and I shudder to this day still thinking about it. Pretty late, I always miss these, but here goes. I lived in an apartment complex for 7 years, and experienced a whole lot of weird stuff. Many with witnesses. But the most unnerving was this. I was laying in bed just getting comfy. I was rolled onto my side facing the wall. When I felt someone sit on the bed behind me, I thought maybe my mom came in, and I turned to look, but there was no one. I could still feel the dip in the bed. The door was closed. The light was off. I was totally alone. I was freaked out, so I rolled back over and stared at the wall, trying to get the courage to reach over and turn the lamp on. Well suddenly i feel whatever was sitting there lay down and put an arm around me i felt the pressure of an arm on my side i felt the dip of weight behind me i was too scared to move at that point since i didn't want to turn around and see what was there eventually i fell asleep nothing stranger than usual in the morning one day i unplugged this mini fan because it kept turning on in the middle of the night which was absolutely terrifying on its own I always had to leave my bed, it's one with stairs. Don't know the English word sorry. So it was always a hassle to be woken up from a fan that suddenly turned on. However, that night it turned on. The cable was in the power outlet. So I first turn off the thing go back to bed, and a few hours later it would turn back on. Sick and terrified of it, I unplugged the cord and cut it. The next day I confronted my mother and father about it, but they didn't dare to touch it, and also haven't been into my room that day, still bothers me to this day. I've never spoken about this, or typed, so this may sound all ducked up but here goes. Was 5 or 6, and staying at my dad's farm in northern circa, roughly 6 acres, and surrounded by a lot of nothing. It was a hot summer day, and I was just standing in the yard out by one of the barns near the edge of the woods. I had been running around playing, and was now just killing time, holding a garden hose and just spraying in the air slash ground, etc. Was sort of daydreaming, and started spraying the dirt a few feet away, and began to sort of dig a hole with the stream. The water would push the wet soil away. The hole would fill with dirty water. I'd blast it back out again. I was doing this over and over making the hole deeper and deeper. Eventually, have no idea how long but a while, I had sprayed a hole a few feet deep, A, eh? And I just kept spraying. Deeper. Wider. Suddenly all of the water slash mud just fell away. Like the bottom was quickly removed. Picture a toilet flushing but very fast, leaving a dark hole about a foot or so across. Suddenly something slapped up against the opening filling the hole completely. I. Heard it smack against the wet mud. T was wet and pink like flesh. Art had no discernible markings or identifying features. I I'd drew a hole in a sheet with someone's cheek pressed to the other side but huge. T, The flesh was flexing somewhat. Like what your elbow looks like when you bend it. If an elbow was two feet wide. Stood there literally paralyzed. I couldn't move a muscle. I'm not sure if it was shock. But I wasn't scared so much as stunned. I remember thinking. If that's its elbow, or shoulder or something then it has to be gigantic. Suddenly, quick as it appeared, it slipped away. Whole thing lasted maybe a minute. Water filled the hole again. I set down the hose, and walked back to the main house. Then never spoke of it. Hell. I didn't even remember it, until I was in my thirties. No idea what it was to this day, FTR am not a believer in anything supernatural. Spiritual. ETC. I have many more, but this one sticks out. For a while, our coffee maker would turn on around 12am and brew nothing. It had warm up, brew nothing, and turn off. It wasn't on a timer. I checked. No timer. Damn thing's clock wasn't even set. And around 1-2am, to 2 a.m., the bread would just fly off the top shelf. We keep it up pretty high. I don't mean it fell off the shelf I mean it was wind off the shelf. At least 4 feet. NT on for a little over a year. Weed still flies off the shelf from time to time. E now keep the coffee maker unplugged until use. When I was a kid, I heard a lot of ghost stories from my family. My mom even worked in a haunted theater at one point. And I was honestly jealous I didn't have a scary story of my own. But a few years later I did. I've actually had a couple encounters throughout my life. But this one has always been the most chilling. I was in middle school at the time and my parents and I were looking for a new house to rent. We get to this one house and step inside. I immediately felt uncomfortable. The house was unnaturally dark and the air just felt wrong. My dad wanders off to look around the house. My mom talks with with the agent showing us the house but first points out the room that would be mine so I can check it out. I walk through this dark hallway and step into the doorway right across from the door is a large closet with double doors and standing there is a pair of identical boys pale and wearing all white in perfect sync they turned and looked at me there was a flash of light and then they were gone i bolted over to my mom and told her i wanted to leave luckily we didn't move into the house but i still remember those twin boys looking at me that was over 10 years ago and it still gives me chills to this day My family are very sensitive to paranormal things. I'm usually quite a scientific minded guy but this is one thing I believe in. I used to hear voices as a kid. An elderly man and woman. Who in my 5 year old mind I believed to be Abraham Lincoln and Queen Victoria, idk which one lol. When I was 4 my Nana died. I had no knowledge of this event, but my parents had been called whilst I was asleep and were informed of her passing. The next morning I came out and looked my parents dead in the eye and said Nanda Bev's dead. There's no way in hell I overheard it. What's even weirder about this is the fact that years later my mother told me that above my bed in my younger sister's cot she saw two white balls floating above us. She believes this to be my nana for some reason even though i don't really remember her i still remember very fondly now to the creepy stuff when i was four my parents had a new house built for us to live in or rather the company my father worked for did when my mother came to look at the site there was a very old water trough on the hill where the house was going to go she saw a dark gray fuzzy silhouette standing above it my bedroom was built right on this water trough and in my time living in that house I had constant terrifying nightmares and saw shadow figures climbing through the cracks in my walls where two walls meet. I would spend hours sitting on the toilet in the bathroom just working myself up to go back into that room. I have only ever experienced a poltergeist once. I had a boomerang when I was little and we placed it on a table. Eventually, stuff got put in front of it. One day I walk past it into the living room and the thing lifts up and flies off of the table onto the ground that was seriously terrifying one of my toys when i was a child kept going off even without batteries in it that thing ended up being burned i'm not sure what toy it was but i could ask my mum one of the most vivid paranormal experiences was when i was 14 and i walked out of my room to go to the toilet when i walked out of my room i discovered an eight foot tall transparent man wearing a trench coat those old to me welders goggles A fedora and carrying a briefcase he just looked at me and smiled then faded away all of my family saw him at one point apart from my sister we have no idea who he was but I have some idea that he might have something to do with us in our future I'm not sure if he's good or bad because I just felt blankness when near him I had another theory that he was possibly a time traveler too and I'm honestly unsure about this one but I also feel That it could be true. Definitely by far the most vivid one. We had a ghost cat at my old house when I was a teenager. Unfortunately, the cat didn't move with us. I live in New Zealand, and one day we went on holiday up north. In the north it is very much Maori land. The Maori are the indigenous people of New Zealand. Every night when I went to bed, if I squinted my eyes I could see red dots at the foot of my bed. It really didn't like me there. Only me for some reason and it ducking followed us home. I sat awake in my bed at the age of 15 and eventually yelled out to my mum that I can feel it crawling underneath my bed like some kind of humanoid centipede demon. She got out my christening cross with a candle on it and lit the candle. Then left that in my room. I'm not Christian, but god damn did that thing not like it. In terms of cryptids I've never encountered one. Although there were myths about the ocean where I grew up, Basically you would be out spear floundering near where the steel mill was, and you would happen upon these things that looked like eels but were shorter. Bright red and had only a mouth. I never personally saw one, but my father and various other friends had seen them. I don't know if they were some undiscovered species of sea snake or sea worm or some mutated eel, but they were real creepy. I tried looking them up and have never been able to find anything resembling them. I live in New Zealand BTW. And we don't have snakes at all apart from the occasional sea snake up north. We do have something called a snake eel, but they are usually brown yellow in color and much longer. We also only have three other species of eel. The short fin, the long fin, and the moray. Short and long fin eels are oily black brown and are massive, easily being the biggest eels in the world. To end on a funny note once whilst in bed the moon was shining directly through my curtains and my cat jumped up on the sill outside. It amplified the size of her silhouette to the size of a tiger and I screamed to my mother that there was a tiger outside lol. She opened the curtain and there was my fat ass cat just sitting there. This just happened to us a few months ago. We recently had a baby and moved into a two bedroom apartment in our area so we could have more room. I had heard little things here and there mainly dishes shifting in the kitchen when nobody was in the kitchen which I have just chalked it up to dishes. Stacked poorly in the sink. My second biggest thing was one afternoon, when I was napping before my shift, graveyards yo. My girlfriend and our baby were at her parents' house, and I was alone. In laying down. Closed my eyes and I hear three solid knocks. Knock 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 on my headboard right above my head. Needless to say I didn't sleep well that night. The third and final straw was this one morning. My friend had gifted us a slider chair to help soothe the baby. One night I was sleeping in the living room after a fight, and I woke up at 6am to the slider chair tipped over and moved back 2 feet. My girlfriend swears up and down that she didn't move it to duck with me. My girlfriend's experience now. I was at work and she called me at 1.30am. She called me panicked asking if I was home yet. I said no. She sounded terrified at that point. The mobile we have for the baby turned on, randomly in the middle of the night. We wound up moving not too long after the chair thing. My house was haunted by some guy growing up. When he was alive he was a rabbit breeder and pyromaniac. He slowly slipped into insanity and locked himself in his house with guns before he committed suicide at age 37. He used to scare me and my siblings constantly. My sister the most since he lived in her closet with our pet rabbit's cage. In our dining room there was a fireplace with a big 100 pound mirror chained above the mantel. On the mantel was a couple of pictures and a small clock in a glass dome that my parents got as a wedding gift. One time we heard something shatter in the dining room when we went to go see what happened. The big ass mirror was at a 90 angle barely touching the top of the dome of the clock and held in place by the lower chain links. Nothing was broken. There was also one time that me and my sister got home from school and at the time we had a street. Bernard. Usually he would come and greet us but today he didn't which was weird. My sister heard shuffling coming from her room where our rabbit was locked up for the day. We only let him out when we are around to keep track of him. When my sister went to go see, she found our dog in the closet trying to eat our rabbit. Nothing happened thankfully, but what was weird was, that the rabbit was not only out of his cage, that had a lock. But also the sliding door to the closet, was wide open and my sister's daughter, her room was open. We knew very well who it was. A couple of friends and I were riding in my friend's grandma's SUV, when we were about 12 years old. And about to turn down a dirt road to drop someone off. Up ahead we saw a really bright or blight light, about eye level from the ground. We all saw it, and thought it was weird, but the grandma kind of brushed it off. As we were driving down the dirt road, I looked out of the window, and saw it following alongside of us through the middle of a pasture, and as we turned down my friend's driveway, it hovered really fast in front of us, and out of sight. We all sat there, dumbfounded at what we just witnessed. Even the grandma was visibly shaken, and said what the hell was that, question mark, apostrophe. This was in a very rural area, it cut through several barbed wire fences, always moving at relatively the same speed, and never moving above or below eye level. Nobody we explained it to really thought anything of it. 14 years later, whenever I see my friends we always talk about it. I don't know if this counts. But here goes. When I was younger I had a sphinx cat, the ones born with no hair, and due to certain complications with poisoned fresh cat food from a big company that rhymes with arena. Anyway, my cat was very intelligent and interactive, almost like a dog. This cat would talk a lot, but with a food poisoning he was on his deathbed. For 3 days he sat in his cat bed slowly dying. The vet said he was in no pain, so we let nature take its course. To understand this next bit, You must know that my cat would sleep with me. He would always walk into my room, hop up onto my bed and snuggle. But on the third night of my cat's bout of food poisoning I fell asleep around 11. I had one of those dreams where you fall asleep and then dream about waking up in your bed where everything left off and everything looks real. But when I was dreaming, my cat Lenny came into my room and snuggle until I woke up from the dream. It was very weird. As I felt well rested but it didn't seem like a dream. When I woke. Lenny was not on my chest. He was on his cat bed in the living room on the couch. Cold. Eyes wide open. And dead. He was all curled up in a little ball. Im convinced that when he died. His ghost or spirit came to visit me. T.L. Doctor my dead cat sleeps with me. I've posted this before. It's one of my favorite experiences so here it is again. So this happened 8 years ago this coming October. It was my second date with my now husband at a place called Bowold Camp on the Lewis River in Washington State by Mount St. Helens. Our first date was a day hike to the same place to scout it out for camping. Our second was the overpass camping trip. I had a 10 month old St. Bernard pup, Leo. We brought him along. He told me to buy Leo a backpack so I did. Bold camp is somewhere between 5 and 7 miles from the trailhead. I don't know if you've ever been in the Mount St. Helens area, but it is absolutely beautiful. Giant fur covered in moss. Streams. Rivers. It's just stunning. Anyway, since we were camping he packed us a couple of massive backpacks. Beer. Whiskey. Bedding. Food. A little weed. Lanterns and flashlights. Water and dog food. Leo got to carry his dog food and some water in his backpack he hated it at first but acclimated really fast so this hike this hike felt like it took literally forever and it's the most beautiful hike I've ever done I told you about the fir trees and moss well the Sun started to go down and it was shining through the hollows of the trees it made the stumps look like little fairy houses with warm fires burning in their hearths. You could 100% picture little fairy folk and hobbits cooking their meals and getting ready for bed. The trail is dirt, but there are little wooden foot bridges here and there that go over streams and culverts. Every time we would cross one my date would say watch out for trolls, which made the fairy tale atmosphere feel even more fairy tale why. It was taking forever to get to where we were going. He kept telling me I think it's around this bend, but then it wasn't it started getting dark and i'm not kidding some of the mushrooms started to glow green as it got darker it was so ducking cool yes phosphorescent mushrooms are a thing i didn't know either we finally got there so Bold camp is just another stop on the trail but it has a wooden shelter and a fire pit a tree had fallen through the shelter at some point it was half collapsed with a giant log on it but still plenty of room for some sleeping bags A couple people and a Saint Bernard. The last residents left a half bottle of scotch there. We partook of that and in return left a little baggie of weed hanging from the rafters and several bottles of water. You know. If you take something, leave something. We unloaded our stuff and started a fire and ducking ate and drank and smoked some pot and talked and talked and talked. We cooked steaks on rocks and wrapped potatoes in tin foil and cooked them on the fire. Leo stole potatoes from the fire too, and just laughed, and got to know each other, and I'm positive we fell in love that night. Mount St. Helens is cold at night in October. It was clear, but OMG so cold. I eventually fell asleep and my date tried to keep the fire going. It kept going out. It was a dry night, but for some reason it wouldn't stay lit. He ran out of the wood. We found and started cannibalizing parts of the smashed shelter and it still wouldn't stay lit leo would sometimes growl at whatever he heard or smelled in the woods so leo and my date bonded over that finally they fell asleep next to me i had a nasty cough that kept waking me up i remember trying to cuddle up close to him because it was so cold but i also didn't want to wake him up with my cough i liked him so much by that point of our journey he was sleeping towards the entrance to the shelter as the protector and i was sleeping on the inside So at some point I woke up hard, wide awake. I was facing away from him, towards the back of the shelter, and I saw a thing. Best way I can describe it is that it looked like a spider web, except that it was floating around in the back of the shelter. It was just twisting and turning over, flipping around on itself slowly, literally just floating back and forth inside the shelter. It was so fascinating. I wasn't afraid at all but I was wide awake and totally entranced. I really wanted to wake him up, but I barely knew him and really liked him and was afraid he either wouldn't see it or would think I was crazy. So I didn't. I watched it for a while and eventually fell asleep. We woke up in the morning, ate breakfast and hiked back. It was a tough hike and we had to stop a couple times to drink and eat some energy snacks. But nowhere near did it feel as long as the hike there. We got to the car, loaded it up and I dropped him at his place. Like I said, we fell in love that night, so we kept dating. A couple months later we were reminiscing about our trip, and he told me something. The night after we got back from our trip, he went out on the front porch of the house he shared with his roommates in Portland to have a cig. He saw something in the glow of the street lamp, so he took a closer look. It was a floaty spider web thing. Twisting and turning slowly, it floated around for a bit and settled in a bush. He went closer to see what it was, and saw a pair of glowing red eyes, and ran back inside. He said he didn't know what it was, but knew he wanted nothing to do with it. I was shocked, but of course I then took the opportunity to tell him about what I had seen in the shelter the night before. I had never mentioned it, and had never intended to do so. And that's how we discovered that we evidently brought the bold camp spirit back with us from Mount St. Helens, and deposited it somewhere in S.E. Portland where for all i know it still lurks to this day if you look up Bold camp you can see pics of the shelter in the state it was when we stayed there as well as it's now restored condition i also have a ufo story that's pretty interesting late to the party so we'll get buried but i have a couple of experiences my dad told me about his childhood home growing up he grew up in a pretty basic house on a small estate in the south of england No fancy Victorian or Edwardian type thing with loads of history. Just a run-of-the-mill prefabricated brick house like every other house built in post-World War II England. Anyway he told me of a story when he was about eight ninths and laying in bed one night not long after turning his lamp out to go to bed. He's laying there like any other night trying to dose off when he hears a noise beneath his bed directly under where his head is on his pillow. Whatever was making the noise then proceeds to travel down the length of his bed to where his feet are when all of a sudden the animated head of an elderly woman pops up at the footboard of his bed. No body arms or legs just the glowing face slash head of this elderly woman. As he stares at her in shock she screws her face up at him and he calls out for his mum or daddy. Can't remember who. As he does this the elderly woman begins to mimic him in a childish slash baby like voice in my dad's words he literally pissed the bed in fear he said as my nan come bursting into the room the woman's head disappeared as quickly as it appears but he swore my nan caught a glimpse of the elderly woman's head floating there as she entered the room as he remembers it she let out a gasp and had her eyes locked at the footboard of my dad's bed as she shed come through his bedroom door she denied having seen anything and put it down to my dad's overactive imagination and watching too much star trek But I can tell by the way he tells the story and how vivid he says it all was. Down to him pissing his bed with pure fear that he saw something evil at the foot of his bed that night. When I was 22 I fell apart and moved home with my parents. I was meditating and doing yoga often 3 hours a day. I wasn't having any unusual experiences. My parents house was new. But the back bedroom had an oppressive feeling. Since I slept in that room I had become accustomed to it. In the deep of the night I found myself sitting bolt upright, angry and alarmed. A flaming wheel the size of a wagon wheel slowly glided the length of the room while it rotated slowly. I was surprised that I was familiar with it, and snapped with great annoyance. What are you doing here?! I jumped out of bed and sat in the half lotus and visualized the room filled with violet fire. And after maybe 10 minutes I felt safe enough to go back to bed. I have no idea what this was. It looked like a flaming dharma wheel. I'm still unsettled that I had apparently encountered it before. Beats me. Any ideas? I remember reading about types of angels in a book literally titled the book of useless information. Anyway, one of the types was said to look like a flaming wheel. I don't remember anything else about those thingies, But I'll try searching it up. What you said reminded me of them. Edit, they are called often angels and supposedly defend the throne of god. This is a really long story, so I will try to do a short rundown, and someday I hope to write everything down and post it. I went on a missions trip to a foreign country, to help teach the local community how to plant and grow items they weren't familiar with. Myself and two others were staying in a very nice home for the area considering most homes were made of sticks brush and a flaky plywood. I knew absolutely nothing about the community or area and the first night I arrived I was placed in my own bedroom and I feel like to best describe this room would be the American equivalent to a three seasons porch with one wall made out of a kind of canvas material. The windows were not glass but more like shutters that were slanted down to keep out the rain. It is a very large two-story home with several bedrooms upstairs large enough to house several bunks for summer missions. The first night I was so exhausted I fell asleep immediately. I had strange dreams that night about women get abused and violently tortured. When I went to breakfast the other woman staying at the house asked how I had slept. I told her I had nightmares, but I figured it was just from being away from the US and my husband and children. For the first time, she asked me what my nightmares had been about and I kind of brushed it off and we went about our day. I was in this beautiful place doing some awesome work, meeting wonderful people. I was so happy, but when I would come back to the house I would begin to feel sad. On edge. Watched. That next night I watched as a shadow figure stalked right next to me on the opposite side of the canvas wall all night. It paced slowly. I could see it. This isn't the first time I have seen or felt spirits it had just been a really, really long time since i had gotten married maybe 12 years by morning i was an anxiety ridden mess the young woman that was staying there asked me how i was when i came down to breakfast and i just had a meltdown I told her the nightmares I had had and the shadow outside my room all night and the feelings I had felt the first two days there. I was waiting for her to say I was being ridiculous or crazy but she said oh thank god it's not just me and started to tell me of the similar things she had experienced while being there the last week and a half. She had arrived before me so we moved my stuff into her room both feeling better having someone else and went about our work for the day. There were workers that maintained the house and buildings. I spoke to them and they confirmed a few things for me. One the housekeeper told me she never enters the home at night and she will not leave her house at night. She lives on the grounds as do two other families. She said that the man who had owned the home had been known in the area to do very bad things to women and she could still hear their cries some nights from her window. The maintenance man told me that the home used to be a brothel. The man that owned the home and surrounding land and buildings murdered many women who worked for him. He would bury the bodies out back on the grounds in the jungle. I suppose even if they got sick and died they would just toss them out back as well. The other man staying in the home with us confirmed when the church bought the land and home they were told of the crimes committed there. I was ready to go home after the third day, but I still had seven left. I tried to sleep at night and would wake with nightmares. The same thing was happening with the other girls staying at the house. I'm not completely sure if the man that was staying there had any experiences, but he was a wonderful kind man and he believed us. He was the leader of the project and had traveled there many times. He brought the local minister and they did a blessing over the whole home. The lights were flickering the whole time. It was crazy. I've never in my life experienced anything that surreal or scary. When they had completed and said and the light stopped blinking and just went completely bright. They all congratulated each other and went downstairs. I was following behind and something caught my eye against the wall. It was a smoky shadow. I really feel like it was just appeasing them. It was still there. The other girl and I camped out together for the rest of my stay and had small things happen but nothing as strong as the nightmares and shadows stalking us. Small voices could still be heard, and we heard crying a lot we pretended, were animals crying in the night. This was the scariest place I've ever been. Thinking of all those women abused and raped and murdered there. And then to think a church was like, it's fine we will just bless this area and that should take care of it. I don't really think so. Anyway this is already longer than I wanted, and may not seem scary, but when I was there in the thick of it, it was haunting. I can try to answer any questions, if you have any. My hometown used to have two insane asylums as they were called back in the day. In the old days, when someone would buy a one-way ticket to my hometown, everybody would think they were gonna be institutionalized. Nowadays one of them has closed down, and the other psychiatric institution has been modernized a lot. The one that closed down was on a huge patch of land and the buildings were built in 1906. Now they are all abandoned. The terrain isn't closed off though and a lot of people like to take walks in the beautiful nature surrounding it. Lots of teenagers go there at night because the place is said to be super haunted. When I was a teenager I did exactly the same thing with two friends. We saw that one of the houses had a light on in the room on the right. Upstairs. That's weird. There shouldn't be any electricity in there. So we did what any stupid teenager would do, and broken through the window. We checked all rooms, but there was no light to be seen. We went back outside and sure enough, the light was back on. My friends decided that I, being the only girl, should stay outside and watch the windows and the two of them would go back inside. I saw them go in the lit up room and tried gesturing that the light was still on. This was before phones were everywhere and none of us had a phone with us. They didn't seem to understand and came back down. I asked them why they didn't react to the light and they looked at me like I was crazy. There was no light in there. They said to me, dumbfounded we all looked back up at the window and all of us swore we saw a figure ducking away from the window. We ran and haven't gone back to that house ever since. I work security at a museum, so I see a lot of weird Creepy stuff happened all the time like at the museum there's been to suicides over the years and I one night I see this dark think jump from the sixth floor but it never hit the ground it just disappeared. Then I hear a band playing, he died when there was a concert on the first floor. That was a few months ago and really scared me. But the other night I was asleep and I was woke up by a woman's voice saying oh you're still asleep in a concerned and confused voice like she was confused and worried that I was still asleep. When I opened my eyes there was no one there. I looked at my phone, and it was 2 AM. That one really got to me cause it was in my apartment. So from when I was 3 to when I was 6, I had a recurring dream. I remember going to the doctor's office with my dad. Everything was normal, and then I had to get a shot. Now, keep in mind, I was only 3 to 6 at this time. So this next part is absolutely ridiculous. The doctor opens the drawer, and instead of the needle, he pulls out a freaking broadsword, runs me through, and walks out. I would always wake up with a stomach ache. The night after I turned 6, I went to sleep fairly late. This time, I was not transported to the parking lot of the office, but to a completely pitch black room. A little boy comes up to me, frowns, and whispers "Too late. I woke up crying my eyes out. I don't know if this is paranormal or just weird, but I get a feeling that the little boy was a real person, and that something happened, and that terrifies me. Me, 6y slash and my sister, 5, were usually sleeping with mom, because we didn't have our own room. Dad is a musician working odd hours, and one time I had woken up in the middle of the night. Light was coming from the living room and was lighting up the room through the tanned, windowed bedroom door and that's when I noticed a lump at the end of the bed a few inches from the edge right between us. The best way I can describe it, it was as if somebody had placed a football under the cover. I sat up and blinked quickly and then I started shaking my sister to wake up. She was grumpy and moaning leave me alone and then I looked back at the lump and I swear it moved up a few inches it was to the middle of the bed now. I started panting and shaking my sister harder wake up wake up and when she did I pointed at the lump. She saw it and asked what? What is that? I looked at her and I remember thinking let's find out. I took a deep breath and counted to 3 and raised blanket over. Nothing. To this day I don't know what it was and things like that haven't happened ever since. Obviously after I covered us back up again with the blanket the lump was gone. I once had a shadow person jump off the wall at me when I was watching a movie in my parents bed. Literally made me jump and almost fall of the bed. But that is far from the scariest. I used to astral project regularly and something attached itself to me for a while. There were multiple occasions of me almost dying in the astral realm further. The insidious movies got it right. But something, be it a guardian spirit slash angel slash family member, always helped me get away. I haven't been able to astral project for the last few years. I'm starting to think they shut me out after the last encounter. When I was 15. Every night for entire months. I would wake up at exactly 3.33am. Each time I would wake up. I would feel extremely awake. Because I wasn't all that afraid of the paranormal. I would just brush it off. And try to sleep. Whenever I wouldn't fall asleep. I would just go on my phone. One night around March, I was sleeping with my two cats in my room. Instead of randomly waking up at exactly 3.33am, I was physically woken up in cold sweat with the sound of glass smashing in the dining room. At first, I thought it was one of my cats until I remembered that they were both sleeping at the foot of my bed. When I got up after a few hours, when the sun was rising, I went to check what broke. But there was nothing on the floor that showed anything breaking. Another night, I remember waking up hearing a little kid crying at the stairwell leading to the back door. That was the first time I became scared. I rushed to my parents' room to tell them that I heard someone by the back door. So my dad went to check on it. But when he came back, he told me that there was no one there or in the basement. Reposting a comment I made in this thread to someone else's experience. This reminds me of an experience I had last year. I was still sleeping from a night of rest but begging to wake up in the morning. I was awake enough to be conscious and try to fall back asleep. All of a sudden from the side of my room opposite the entrance I hear screamed into my ear get up in a shrill female voice. Mild paranormal things happen in this house from time to time. Like seeing the odd shadow person briefly or hearing something shuffling around the kitchen. But nothing like this. The phantom screaming has never happened since. But the paranormal activity does come and go at random. Sometimes we go months with nothing of note, other time it's a full week of mild experiences. What are some other mild experiences you're having? Like I said in the post, the occasional shadow person you catch every to briefly though that's rare. The most common occurrence is the distinct sounds of a person slash people in rooms you know are empty interacting with things in those rooms. Like opening cabinets, shutting doors, etc that happens on the regular to the point where we have started to engage with it and tell it to knock it off as this is not its home noises will stop for a week or two and then randomly will happen again it was odd at first now it's meh just a thing that happens one startling experience i had personally though was the sound of whistling in my living room late at night i keep my doors closed at night with my dog in my bedroom with me we both heard the whistling of a tune to the point where my dog started growling I grabbed a bat, and opened my bedroom door thinking someone was in the house, that shouldn't be and no one was there, and the whistling stopped. I thought it was maybe someone outside, so I looked around but nothing. As soon as I'm back in my room and the door is closed, a tune is again whistled. I opened my door, yelled at whatever it was to knock it off, and get the duck out of my house and haven't heard it since. This gets creepy as fck for me, the people who had part in it, my cousin. Alan, my older brother, Robbie, we were doing an all-nighter, try and stay up all night, in my cousin's room. We were all just kinda chilling, and we needed some supplies. Alan and I went downstairs, and grabbed some Mountain Dew and my brother's deodorant using a lighter for light, it was dark we couldn't risk lights, and couldn't see shit. This was around 3.30am. We went back upstairs, and gave Robbie his deodorant. He used it then accidentally threw it against the wall. Hard. Well that set off an unfortunate series of events. First Alan and Robbie started hearing footsteps. Then they started hearing whispers and getting chills. I was completely unaffected. I thought they were trolling me until Alan got a nosebleed around 3.58. And I was like, oh shit. Alan told us a couple years ago that 3 a.m. was like the witching hour or the devil hour or some shit. It all just stopped at 4 a.m. Everything. The noises. The nosebleed, The whispers. The chills. Everything. I went back to sleep and tried to forget. I was scared. Alright. Let me preface this saying that I have a belief that there exists a level of paranormal phenomena. But personally I have not experienced too much of it myself. Aside from this story here. About 2 years ago now, I needed a new alarm clock for my room. Due to the fact that I was sleeping through the alarm on my phone constantly, I found a cheap analog alarm clock with a red glow digital clock face that also came with a physical switch on the side that let you switch the alarm clock to a radio mode. Similar to this link. So it's maybe 11 at night. I'm laying in bed watching Youtube. Finding out how to tame a rabbit or some BS like that, you know how late night Youtube binges go, and from where I'm laying, My dresser is flush with my bed, which blocks the area where my head is when I'm lying down. Next to the dresser is my nightstand, where my alarm clock sits. I did this so that in the morning when it went off I'd have to get up to go shut it off. A way of making sure I actually got up. The guy in the video is just gaining the trust of this rabbit and I hear this faint click and the sound of someone talking. I pause my video and hear the talking still and sit up. On my nightstand, my alarm clock is on some radio channel that is like half static half some talk show thing and i just sat there listening for a moment, trying to understand what just happened, as I'm trying to deduce how the switch moved to switch on the radio function. I hear the click again, and it reverts from displaying the radio channel to showing the time again. I literally just freeze upright, staring at the alarm clock now. I heard the sound of the switch being flicked, but I couldn't see it move. Being as the lights were off in my room, I sat there for about 30 seconds and slowly just lay back down. I did not want to confront whatever Swole ghost was able to flick the switch on that clock. I only say that half jokingly. Being that the switch was not easy to move, it wouldn't have flicked over to one side, let alone switch back on its own with how if the resistance of the switch was. I'm having a minor anxiety attack, but at this point I wasn't thinking straight. Call me a pussy, but I've never experienced anything that I have struggled to explain like I have with this. I'm just about getting to relaxing and back to my YouTube binging and I hear the switch again and the radio static sounds louder this time. I don't know what came over me, but I switched the flashlight on in my phone and sat up and pointed it at the clock in one swift motion. Sure enough, the switch has been set all the way back to the radio position. And I'm ready to actually call for my mom, yeah BTW 17 year old male, when as I have the flashlight trained on the switch. I watch it slide over to the middle setting which was to set the alarm, then watched it switch to the last setting which was to display the clock. It felt like all the air was ripped from me, I had no idea what the duck I was watching. And it switched again, all the way back to the radio, making clicks every time it switched. It was like those build up scenes in horror movies where everything starts to speed up. This switch started flicking between all the settings faster and faster. The radio kept coming on and blasting static only to be switched back off in a second. I jumped out of my bed and ran around the nightstand and yanked the cord out of the wall. Only for it to keep switching as it was off. The lights were still showing on the clock face. But it was already zeros, like when you first get one of them and all of the numbers are zeros. I picked it up, flipped it over, and yanked the batteries out. It turned off, I threw it into the drawer of my nightstand, hopped back into bed, under the covers, and called my mom to come downstairs. Never had asked that, so she kinda sped her way to my room, and when she got in I just told her what happened, and she stood in my doorway until I calmed down. We decided to just have my little brother wake my up the following morning. I don't know if she necessarily believed me fully, but I have never made this kind of stuff up. So I think it might have shaken her up too. Sorry for the length of it. Being that there wasn't really much to what happened, but I've wanted to share it for a while now. So here you go guys. TL. Doctor. Ghost duck with my alarm clock. Almost pissed myself. P. S. I use jokes. And what not to keep myself life that it as I wrote down the experience. Helps my anxiety. I apologize if it pulled you out of the story. I got really sick when I was in still in elementary school. And I was probably running a 39c fever. I was bedridden half the time. And leaning against the toilet to drive on at the other half. During one trip to the toilet to yet again puke air, I decided to pee and it happened. I went somewhere else. Apostrophe. As I peed I leaned back my head a little and closed my eyes for a while, and then my bodily sense of time just stopped. I found myself in front of what I instinctively knew as a council of sorts. Everything was glowing white, and these figures were too. I can only describe them as tall hooded slash mantled figures arranged in a semicircle in front of me. They all said in a deep booming voice in unison, you are not yet prepared, apostrophe. After meeting with this council. I snapped back into my body and time resumed as I was still midstream with my peeing. It couldn't have been more than a few seconds, but I felt like I at least spent a couple of minutes with the council. After my trip to the bathroom, I still felt sick, but my mind was in focus again, and I didn't feel mentally fuzzy anymore. T.L. Doctor. I got so sick as a kid. I jumped to a higher dimension and the people there kicked me back out. I have quite a few experiences that I'd love to share. I've not had any experiences recently, but from what I have experienced, I'm a genuine believer in ghosts and even demons. A bit of a backstory The Wee Chief Inn was rebuilt back in 1611 due to a fire. A. ND has been a pub since then. Riot of the fire. I'm not entirely sure what the property was used for. A. Oh, back in 2004. Used to be a painter and decorator and I worked for my dad. His particular job was based in a pub called the Wee Chiefen. Ast in a place called Rabby Mir in Wirral. K. His property is approximately 408 years old. Art has been a pub for approximately 350 years. He Wee Chiefen is the oldest pub on the Wirral. N.D. probably the whole of Merseyside. Comma. Why dad had decorated the pub out a few times over the years. He had always felt uneasy when working there due to working at night when the customers had gone home and there being no lights outside we had been on the job for a few nights and had prepared the job to be painted during our break my dad asked me to keep a lookout so he could get half an hour or so of shy me being an inquisitive 17 year old i decided to walk through the pub and use the opportunity to admire the memorabilia most of the memorabilia were of old actors boxers Singers and that type of thing. One of the most prominent features of the pub was all the mirrors. Mirrors would be placed on most of the walls. During my time being Nozzy, I thought it would be a good idea to use my old Nokia camera phone and take pictures. At the time, the camera was revolutionary and I was looking forward to skimming through my pictures at a later date. I had gotten a little bored and decided to have a seat next to where my dad was catching some sleep. Right opposite me was a mirror. While looking into the mirror, I could see the bar. Although the bar was not in my line of view, but the mirror I was looking into reflected through the mirror next to me which then reflected to the bar. The mirrors had old Logos of Pepsi, Coke, Bud Budweezer and I thought they were cool. At this moment, I took out my phone and opened up my camera option and aimed towards the mirror opposite me. I took a picture of the Logos and then turned the phone towards me and reviewed the picture. I immediately noticed something was different as I could see a woman standing by the bar after closer inspection. I noticed she was wearing an old umbrella type dress and seemed to be looking at me. I went like the color of boiled shite and immediately woke my dad up and showed him the picture. He was astonished and due to absolute fear, we got up and carried on working but not leaving each other's side. The following day, we struck up a conversation with the manager of the pub. And I showed him the picture of the woman standing by the bar. He then pulled a plaque from behind the bar. And it reads something along these lines. A woman named Charlotte died in a fire back in 1611 and resides by the bar. That was a genuine experience me and my dad experienced. There is more information of the pub and the haunting of Charlotte. If you want to find this information, Google the Chief in R. Abimir Iril. I've never actually seen anything that weird except for 2 instances at the exact same spot. Once I was on a swing set on the beach and I look up at the sky just watching the sky turn purple and the airplanes fly over. I stare alight for a bit and the hang just speeds up and goes up. Like outwards. I feel out and run back home because I felt I wasn't supposed to see that. The other time, I was there with a friend. We're swinging and the night sky momentarily turns green. We thought it was a party or something, but then it happened again, this time blue. We see three lights in a triangle formation disappear beyond the horizon, and we book it back to her house. Later we peek out the windows. There were low-flying helicopters over our beach town and they were black. When I was a teenager I summoned things. I got bullied a lot and sought solace in the paranormal. But it went dark quickly, whispers, small tugs on my hair, when I lay in bed. Extremely chilly room. The sounds of sliding objects at night. But the worst one made me almost hysterical. One evening I left the house on my bike. Turned around to glance at my bedroom and saw a shadow shape of man at the corner where my bed stood. Holding a big butcher knife and striking position. It was just awful. I'm very spiritually inclined. Here's a story that went down fairly recently. In preparing to move out of my childhood home. And that means going through old shit. My partner and I were cleaning boxes out of the closet. When I found one that had stuff from when I was very young. A music box. A little box with a mirror and a sappy poem in it. And the corpse of my old teddy bear. Looking at it, I knew it had a very strong spiritual energy. My partner described it as something that will kill us in our sleep tonight. They are not at all spiritually inclined. I put it back in the pile to pack and left it alone. That night, after my partner fell asleep, I felt a hostile presence come over me. Through meditation I saw the issue, a gigantic centipede. It was purple, red and black, and was easily 12 feet long. It circled around me, lunging at me, and trying to get a rise out of me, trying to parasitize my fear. This isn't the first spirit that's felt betrayed by leaving. So I extended it apologies for disturbing it, and welcomed it back into its vessel anyone familiar with the astral will tell you that love is the best way to handle this kind of thing but it wasn't working i would up having to call on assistance to deal with it and only felt safe after i was under an angel's protection had no idea what it was but long story short i'm about 15 and me and my grandfather and his one friend are elk hunting and his boss own a log cabin near the hunting area it's an old cabin didn't even have plumbing or electricity but we were alone there was no one within 30 miles from the place I felt kind of sick, so they told me to stay at the cabin alone, while they go for their afternoon scout I didn't mind as I like, being alone so it's about noon, and I'm outside in the woods behind the cabin near this old falling apart tree stand, and I'm making gee a little stick fort thingy, and I hear a whistling sound and I look up just in time, to see a pine cone fly towards me and miss me by a few inches I get up and look around but no ones in sight my grandfather and his friend are still out I would have heard the truck I think map I'd fell out of a tree but I look around and it's early winter all the pine cones are already out the trees and I was just under this tree stand so no tree was near me the wind wasn't blowing so so I realized something threw a pine cone at me but there was no one around for miles creep me out the worst Probably the time where I had to bed an 8 foot tall furry beast down a scree slope into the water. In the middle of the night, it was pitch black. And it barely made a noise except for where its weight pushed down on stones. It didn't show up on thermal imaging, reacted to infrared lasers, and tore my back up. We had to put something like 4 magazines of bullets into it to keep it down in the end. After I managed to half drown it, I've had a few but that's the objective worst one physically, because I wasn't exactly prepared to do it. I know I'm late, but I thought I might post this on here. So we are living in a house in joint family, and I was around 10 to 12 years was sleeping with my parents. Our house was single story, and was surrounded by neem trees, and it had a wall that led to the common plot of the nearby society. It had a well which was covered up by people living in that society before I was born. There was a story between all the kids and teens, that the reason of covering up that well was because an old woman had died there. The whole plot was covered in weeds and trees so it was already creepy. My parents' room window was facing there, and a light in the common plot came through window thus creating shadows if something was in our yard. One night I suddenly woke up to some rustling of leaves and I saw a shadow of an old hunchback lady on the window curtains she just stood there facing backside of our yard thus I saw her from side face first and then suddenly as I tried to wake my mom dad up in shock she turned and looked like shadow was staring at me. I went into shock my mom dad woke up and basically I was ill for couple of days and had a mini seizure slash panic attack that night. My parents shook it off as my strong imagination but my grandparents were very worried about it. But eventually I came out of shishok. and couple of days after several years people living there did a ritual and common plot was cleaned and used again. I don't live there anymore, but whenever I go to my uncle's house, that area gives me chills every time and there is still a feeling of being watched even on a sunny day. Edit, if any Indian redditors here then you know the ritual sundek the one with Lord Hanuman that was done there. Sorry for the grammar and spell mistakes. I was a girl scout back in middle school and overnight camping was a mandatory activity. The only camping site in my town is notorious of being spooky especially at night. With news of a woman committing suicide in one of its toilets. I don't know if you guys do this in other countries. But in my country there's a tradition where scouts walk in the middle of the night or very early morning, think 2am or so, to search for clues hosted by the high ranking scouts, usually someone much older. Probably late teens to early twenties. I remember this one senior reminding us not to point our flashlights carelessly. Definitely containing paranormal connotations right there, but he was a dickhead who liked to mess with kids minds, so that could be dismissed. They sent the scout groups, of 8 to 12 kids, one by one with roughly 10 minutes interval. So my group met with another female group, and one or two other male groups in the way. We all came into a junction when someone pointed their flashlight into the woods right in front of us. And what I saw was a woman in white nearly as tall as the trees passing in front of us, before disappearing into the woods. I hollered what was that as loud as my soft childhood voice allowed. But no one heard me, since everyone was pretty much chatting with each other to ease the tension. Our group eventually finished the walk at the break of dawn. We went to our tent. Prayed. Ate breakfast and chatted while we were resting. I asked my friends if they saw what I saw, and everyone said they didn't which technically is impossible, since the woman was flashy as duck, being in white from head to toe, and is at least 8 feet tall. Fast forward to the next semester, we were supposed to have another training camp in the same site, which is another mandatory activity, but this time I could not participate due to a fever. The weekday after the camp, My friend swore she saw me specifically in a purple backpack boarding a car and was shocked when I told him I wasn't even present. Someone in my scout group also said she heard my voice calling her name. I'm pretty sure some others also heard or saw me or something imitating my voice and appearance, but these two are what I remember to this day. I could dismiss this as my friends teaming up to tell weird tales to me or some childish shit. But it gets even weirder when these friends aren't close enough to each other to team up to prank me. Even weirder remembering I'm the only one who saw the woman in white. Though I still don't know what the heck that was. Edit. Couldn't find the news article since it's really old news. But this place contains many famous urban legends in my country. I did find an article about a guy k-wording himself in the same campsite. But the article dated back to 2019 while the woman in white incident was in 2013-2014. The shitty thing about being a scientist is it ducks with your limits of imagination. You still have an imagination. You need to in science. But it is super restricted, because you generally can spot a realistic explanation for what lots of people would consider paranormal. As a kid I was super into aliens slash UFOs. It's actually probably what pushed me into science. But I can't really daydream about a lot of it anymore, because I know too much. I literally went in wanting to study astrobiology. I know a lot about Mars. But with that John Carter movie, which should have been awesome. The fact that it was on Mars completely ruined the whole thing for me. Had it been in a galaxy far far away, or even Proxima Centauri, I would have found it better. But making it Mars just makes me want to yell at the TV. I get that it's from an old book, where the worldview would have easily allowed for it to manifest imagination. But these days it's just a stupid idea. One of those Mission to Mars movies. The one with Val Kilmer, however shit either, movie was. Was probably the best life on Mars movies. It felt a lot like the Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars books which were about terraforming Mars. I still love science fiction. But there's a lot of space-based sci-fi that I can't handle, because it's too wrong. I found myself gravitating way more towards time travel science fiction, because I don't really know shit about theoretical physics, and to me a lot of it is like sure, yeah. That's probably possible. Not the scariest, but definitely the weirdest. I was sitting in my bedroom doing duck all, when in the corner of my eye, I see my curtains move. Now lemme explain why this is impossible. No air currents, because windows are locked. Doors were closed. Plus the fans were off. My dog was elsewhere. And I couldn't have done it. I was nowhere near my curtains. I was sitting on my bed. It freaked me the duck out. Another one I have. This was actually low-key unnerving. I was at school when some freaky shit happened during lunch. I was hanging out by a tree with my friend and some shit went down. Most of it I omit as it's superfluous? By a free there was a canopy, and when I walked under it, I felt an ominous presence. And after that my friend, who allegedly is followed by the ghost of a white cat named Beatrice, was touched by a ghost of a black cat. I was a little skeptical, but with all things considered, that skepticism would soon dissipate. It got weirder later. I was using the bathroom I saw that the word hell had been written on my fucking kneecap in red marks. Now here's where things get outright bizarre. Later that night I, as I usually do, stayed up late watching my favorite show. When I got up to use the bathroom, remember that black cat I mentioned earlier? It manifested right in front of me and stared at me with emerald green eyes. I wasn't really scared because its presence didn't feel violent or ominous in any way. It was just very disconcerting. I looked at it and silently mouthed the words I'm not afraid of you and finished up downstairs and went to bed. However, it followed me to my room. He actually resides in my room now. In the corner more specifically. He never does anything except look at me. He's pretty gentle and follows me around sometimes. He's an impromptu pet of sorts. He doesn't bother my dog. My dog didn't react well to him that first night. I didn't want to keep calling him the ghost cat, so I named him Alex. I kinda like him nowadays. I can see Alex as him writing this. What's weird is my house isn't actually haunted. This shit just kinda happened. When I was at my grandparents house, she lives at a farm, when I was a kid, around 14-15, to for my birthday party. The few friends that were sleeping over, and I decided to go camping for the night on my grandparents farm. They said yes and of course cause we were idiots we decided to hike up the closest mountain at around 12 o'clock because we knew everyone else was asleep. After around half an hour of making our way up and generally being very tired it started raining. And we didn't want to set up the tent again and we saw an old gymnasium looking building and we decided to stay there till morning. When we got in we were so freaked out because there were so many pictures of old people hanging on the walls like rose on top of rose lining the whole place and excluding the back and front of the building and all of the pictures seemed to look at you wherever you were anyway we told each other some scared stories and and after a few hours we all fell asleep i woke up second in the morning with my friend trying to get us awake and for a second i wanna tell him to shut up i mean why is he making such a noise then i realize whoa wait a second why is there so many windows covering the sides of the Building that's a weird design. How didn't I notice that last night? Whoa, Um, Umph dudes wake up. There were old people watching us sleep Thanks for watching don't leave before leaving a like to this video Also, hit the subscribe button to support my work and as always have a horrific nightmare my dear